0: Certified plant-based nutritionist and personal trainer. The website is mainlyplants.com. Uh, you can find me on social media at mainlyplants. Get a hold of me through there or whatever uh, route you prefer. You can also email me Ryan at mainlyplants.com. If you haven't been to the website yet, go check it out. Go uh, peruse the navigation there because you might find some cool stuff, um, including recommended products and Amazon Prime stuff and. People love Amazon Prime because it's very easy. So uh, be sure to check that out. Um bu- 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 Let's see. In terms of housekeeping, I don't think there is a whole lot this week. Um, which is nice for you guys and for me. Um Allergies have been kicking my ass lately. We got like we had a ton of rain here in Arizona this winter. Usually, like, you know, it'll rain here and there a little bit. I think for for several months we got rain at least once a week and then now yet last week it was like in the 70s this week it's in the 80s so everything is everything that got super soaked is now blooming and allergies are off the charts which is which sucks for me and other people who live here who have to deal with allergies um but what are you gonna do right so uh okay so i want to talk to you guys about something and you've t- I've talked about it before, and I've ranted about it many times, so if you're tired of hearing about this, um, fast forward, but it'll be brief. I was listening to a podcast yesterday, and it was, um, uh, let's what what is it called, Let's Make It Weird, Let's Get Weird, with Pete Holmes, the Pete Holmes podcast. For those of you who are fans of his stand-up comedy, he has a podcast called You Made It, you Made it Weird with Pete Holmes. And he had Dr. Drew on. If you don't know who Dr. Drew is, he is a um, celebrity doctor, he um, he has a degree in addiction medicine, and he's a board-certified physician. I started listening to him when I was like in, God, fourth or fifth grade. He Him and Adam Crowley used to host a late-night radio program, syndicated radio program, called Love Line, where people would call in for rac- uh, relationship advice, and life advice, and Adam was the color man, and Drew gave the medical advice. Anyway, they'd had that for a long time. Uh, then Doctor Drew has had his own TV show on HLN. He he uh, did Celebrity Rehab a TV show where celebrities would go to rehab, and he was the main doctor. He's 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 all over the place. If you don't know who Doctor Drew is, you must have been living under a rock. But go Google him. I'm sure he looks familiar to you. Anyway, um, Pete. Holmes, the the host of the podcast I was listening to Is what He refers to himself as a fleegan. He is a flexible vegan Um, Whether you agree with that statement or not That's not the issue Um, Point is he is primarily Whole food plant based um, Or I should say primarily vegan But cheats sometimes Um, Again this is not a discussion Whether that makes sense That's just his diet He eats cheese sometimes um, so we had Dr. Drew on, and Dr. Drew, remember, is a physician, and Dr. Drew was talking about how he how he went on the carnivore diet, and if you haven't heard my previous podcasts about the carnivore diet, uh, including Sean Baker, uh, previous former doctor, former Dr. Sean Baker, um, go back and listen to those. But, and he was talking about how great he feels, and yada yada yada, and. Pete Pete actually threw in, he goes, well, you know, to be fair and to not, you know, not to, to, to be a dick, physicians don't have much nutrition training. And Dr. Drew kind of skirted the subject by going on to say how great he feels. Great. Um, it just goes to show how even doctors, well-respected doctors, just don't do the research. All you have to do is... Research, whether it be personal or otherwise, you can go look at Dr. Sean Baker's, former Dr. Sean Baker's blood test results after having been on the carnivore diet um, for just a few months. They got his blood test results were awful. Um, Or if you're Dr. Drew and you're a physician, you can take your blood uh, before you get on that diet and then get on the diet and wait a few months and see what your results are. The reason people feel good initially on the carnivore diet is because they usually have some sort of um, some sort of reaction to a food they're eating, to a plant they're eating. Plenty of people have plant allergies. Some people can't tolerate soy, other people can't tolerate gluten, you know, wheat. Other people have um, autoimmune um, reactions to certain plants, certain vegetables, certain fruits, certain nuts, seeds, grains, what have you. So by eliminating all of them, they're eliminating that one or handful that is doing that. However, that's not healthy. In the long run, you are killing yourself. And my point here is that it goes to show you that no one, especially a traditional doctor, is going to be able to give you proper nutritional advice. I shouldn't say no one. Um, how should I say this? Gosh, it's so it's, it gets very convoluted. You have to do your own research. You need to look at the facts yourself. You can listen to Dr. Drew. You can listen to me. You can listen to Dr. former Dr. Sean Baker. You can listen to that idiot Vinnie Tortorich. You can listen to people all day long on both sides of it. But what you need to do is look at the research, because that's what's going to back it up. All my facts that I spew out to you guys, podcast after podcast, on Instagram, or wherever you find me, are all fact-based on peer-reviewed, independent studies. And what I mean by that is, if you're looking at studies, and you you heed my advice, and you go and do some research for yourself, read some studies, yada, yada, yada. You also need to look at who sponsored that study and who conducted that study, because a lot of the times, you'll find that they are special interest backed, and thus, they pick and choose and cherry pick the data that they represent. They're not trustworthy. By peer-reviewed, non-special interest studies, you're getting just the straight dope. These are are studies that you can go look who, who funded, you can go look who did the studies, and they're not tied to any corporation, they're not tied to Big Farmer, they're not tied to the cattle industry, the sugar industry, the dairy industry, the chicken industry, the egg industry, what have you. They're not tied to Monsanto, yada, yada, yada. These are just straight research papers, research studies. It takes work. But you can't rely on doctors. You just can't. It, it, and it's sad. It's it, it really bummed me out hearing him say that. But, I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, in the same... Well, not I guess another rant is... You know, last week, I think it was last week, I talked about Rawvana, about how she was uh, peddling this raw vegan lifestyle, and uh, making a lot of money off of it, but also she was caught eating fish, so she wasn't practicing what she preached. Um... You know I listen I do listen to a lot of podcasts and they're mostly comedy based podcasts. Um, and I was listening to this one podcast and they and they do uh, current events on this podcast. I'm not going to give you the name of the podcast because I don't want any uh, backlash I guess isn't the right word. I don't know. I, I don't want to um, get people badmouthed what have you okay. Uh, it's just a disagreement that I have. I was listening to the podcast and they were talking about it, that raw Vanna. and one of the hosts was saying, you know, how veganism is a religion and vegans are so diehard. And you know, this this girl, this girl, you know, they're so mad that she was eating fish, and this girl had to do it because she, you know, the way that she was eating before was making her sick. And good for her for changing her diet to make her healthy again. And he, he just totally missed the mark. You know, I would say 90% of the comments and reactions that I've seen to, to Ravana from other vegans is not primarily because she's not vegan anymore. It's because she wasn't truthful it's because she represented herself as being this this pillar in the vegan community and making a lot of money off of it and selling these raw vegan diet plans, but at the same time, not practicing what she preached. I, listen, I'm not disillusioned that people are just gonna be vegan. Everybody's gonna be vegan. I understand that people are not going to be. But don't say that you are when you're not be honest and that goes for anything. It's not that veganism is religion. It's not that vegans are fanatics. It's that vegans, myself included, try to try to use their voice for the voiceless, meaning the animals. We try to speak up on behalf of the animals. So yes, it's very um, it's it's a passionate fight. The reasons that we have for being vegan, are complex, and they are—they're um, intense. So for somebody to just say that, you know, vegans are—are—it's a religion, it's a cult. Um, you know, they're—they're they're fanatics. Um, you know, all these negative stereotypes. It, it's not that we're fanatics. It's not that we're—that we're a cult. It's that we believe in not harming something that doesn't need to be harmed, to not torture something that doesn't need to be torture. We believe in, in, in the symbiotic peace between animals. There's no reason for us to stick an electrocuting prod up, a, up a, 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 a bull's rectum in order for it to produce semen that we can then forcefully impregnate cows and then steal their calf away. And take the milk and sell it to humans. I mean, the the process <coughs> excuse me, of factory farming is awful. No matter what way you look at it. If you eat eggs, if you eat dairy, if you eat chicken, if you eat beef, pork, any animal product that is factory farmed, you are paying for a product that is the result of torturing an animal. There's no way around it torturing and killing an animal. Um, baby, chicks, baby male chicks are usually ground up alive. Um, baby pigs, baby male pigs are usually castrated without any anesthesia. Uh, I mean, all you have to do is use Google. The horror stories are true. This isn't some grand conspiracy. So when you see somebody promoting veganism and making money off of it, and then turning around and, and 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 practicing the exact opposite of what they're preaching that's why we're pissed off we're not pissed off because she just decided to not to be vegan anymore or at least the majority of us it's the it's the the dishonesty that's what gives us a bad name okay that's my rant for this week before we get into the topic of the week which is salt I would also like to talk to you guys about Green Gold Nutrition. If you don't know what Green Gold Nutrition is, and you've been hiding under a rock, Green Gold Nutrition is, they have this this, um, all-in-one formula. It comes in capsule, also comes in powder form. It's got over 200 nutrients per serving. That means in like a little scoop, you're getting over 200 nutrients of plants, vegetables, herbs, mushrooms, minerals. Um, omegas, everything that your body needs and craves. I talked to you guys about eating a whole food, plant-based diet, while well, a lot of us don't have the time to eat a massive salad every day, or even every other day. This product will fill in the gaps. This product will give you what you need that you're not getting or not able to get in your daily routine. So what you need to do is head over to GreenGoldNutrition.com just spend five minutes reading reading their site. Ask me questions. Go to their news section if you have to. Read their Change Your Life in 30 Days section. Look at their products, their testimonials. The product really does speak for itself. They sent me some stuff to try. I use it in my green smoothies. Um, I also take the, the capsules with me if I'm not going to be home all day, if I know that I'm going to be tight for having um, like a, a, a fresh whole food plant-based meal for a while, I'll take the capsules with me and I'll have those halfway through the day. At least my body's getting the nutrients that it needs. Um, so head to greengoldnutrition.com when you're ready to check out. Type in the code MP20. That'll get you 20% off. You can thank me later. Uh, it's definitely worth the uh, the perusing of the website. But let's get into salt, shall we? Um, I, I'm i pretty sure I haven't talked about salt before. I mean, we're on podcast, what, like 130 or something like that. So if I have, it was a while ago, um, and it's worth covering again. It Whoa, that was a voice crack. It's worth covering again if I have already talked about it. If I haven't, then, uh, then it's fresh, right? So um, for those of you who don't know what actually comprises salt, Um, It's a compound made up of about 40% sodium and 60% uh, chloride. And sodium is an essential nutrient. Your body has to have it. But vegetables and other natural foods provide the trace amounts of sodium you need in your diet. If you consume too much salt, too much sodium, it can cause water retention and your body um, can respond by raising your blood pressure to push out, put to push out the excess fluid and salt that is circulating in your system. Now, for the first ninety percent of human evolution, um, we most likely ate diets containing less than the equivalent of a quarter teaspoon of salt's worth of sodium a day. And now, why is that? Because we ate mainly plants. Where do you think I got my name from? Mainly plants. We went millions of years without added salt so our bodies evolved into these machines that are very very good at conserving sodium now that served us well until we discovered that salt could be used to preserve foods And without refrigeration um, this was integral to human civilization right Um, salt at one point was worth a lot because it was a way to preserve food before refrigeration and cooling techniques were invented but where does that leave us now right we we don't have to live off of cured meats and cured vegetables anymore well humans seem to be genetically programmed to eat 10 times less sodium than we do on average right now Now, many so-called low-salt diets can actually be considered high salt diets that's why it's critical to understand what the concept of normal is when it comes to sodium having a normal salt intake can lead to normal blood pressure which can contribute to us dying from all the normal causes if you haven't caught on by now i'm emphasizing quote unquote normal Um, those normal causes like heart attacks and strokes but If we could cut out our salt intake by half a teaspoon a day, which is achievable by avoiding salty foods and not adding salt to our food, we might prevent around 22% of stroke deaths and about 16% of fatal heart attacks. That's potentially more lives saved than if we were able to successfully treat people with blood pressure pills. Let that resonate. Now, the evidence that sodium raises blood pressure is clear. All right, including what, like what I talked about before, those double-blind, randomized trials and studies dating back decades. Now, if we take subjects with high blood pressure and put them on a sodium-restricted diet, their blood pressure drops. If we keep them on the low-salt diet and add a placebo, nothing happens. However, if we instead give subjects salt in the form of a time-release sodium pill, their blood pressure goes back up again. So the more sodium... That they're giving those subjects secretly the higher their blood pressure climbs. Now, if you're Vinnie Tordrich, you don't believe in any of this because you don't believe in facts and you don't deal in reality. Um, But even just a single meal can do that. If we take people with normal blood pressure and give them a bowl of soup containing the amount of salt um, that may be found in an average American meal, their blood pressure climbs over the next three hours compared to eating the soup without any added salt. Same soup, just added salt and no added salt. And dozens of similar studies demonstrate that if you reduce salt intake, you can reduce your blood pressure. There's a direct correlation. And the greater the reduction, the greater the benefit. But if you don't cut down um, that chronic high salt intake, can lead to a gradual increase in blood pressure throughout life. Now, how did we first learn of this? Well, that's where Dr. Walter Kempner, I encourage you Google him, uh, Dr. Walter Kempner, K-E-M-P-N-E-R, that's where he came into the picture with his rice and fruit diet. Now, without drugs, he was able to bring down patients who had blood pressures like 240 over 150, which is astounding, down to 105 over 80. Solely with dietary changes, no pills. Um, now, how could he ethically withhold medication from such ill patients, you might be asking yourself. Well, modern high blood pressure pills haven't been invented yet when he was doing this type of stuff. Um, he conducted his work back in the 40s. And he was able to reverse the course of disease with diet in more than 70% of cases. Um, and that that speaks to um, you know on average the amount of basically predetermined issues relating just to genes and not okay so he was able to re to to reverse that in more than seventy percent which is um, like I said direct correlation to um, genes if that makes sense um, though the diet wasn't merely extremely low sodium, it was also strictly plant-based and low in fat and protein. And as a result, uh, Kempner is now recognized as the person who established that high blood pressure can often be lowered by a low-sodium diet. This is tried and true. This method has been tried and true um, repeatedly in studies over the decades. Um, in addition to high blood pressure, salty meals can significantly impair artery func- Artery function. Um, even among people whose blood pressure tends to be unresponsive to salt intake. In other words, salt itself can injure our arteries independent of its impact on blood pressure. Um, and that harm begins within thirty minutes of ingesting a salty meal. So high blood pressure or not, it is beneficial to greatly limit your salt intake. And that's why, you know you'll you'll hear doctors like um, Dr. Campbell and Dr. Esselstein. And Dr. Greger and uh, Dr. Furman talk about how um, added salt is not necessary. Now, having said that, I do like having about, I don't know, a little pinch of Himalayan sea salt under my tongue every day. Um, And I've talked about Himalayan sea salt on the podcast before. You can go back and listen to it. I don't want to bore you again with all those details. Um, But in general, I try to eat a low-salt diet. It's not always possible uh, especially when it comes to cheat meals. But again, progress, not perfection. If you're eating a lot of salt right now, start with one meal, no added salt. Or one dish, one one course of that meal, no added salt, and see how you do. And then you'll get used to it. Um, it, it takes some getting used to uh, eliminating salt, but it's well worth it. So questions, comments, concerns, at as always, email me, ryan at mainlyplants.com. And until next week, go eat a salad.